Militarily Speaking, Episode 37, The Unquiet Professional. This episode, we talk with Krista Simpson-Anderson, co-founder and president of The Unquiet Professional. Welcome to Militarily Speaking, brought to you by Armed Forces Bank. This is Tom McLean, and this is Jody Vickery. Are you sure? I don't. Oh, good one. Well, I don't even know what you do then. Yeah, I don't either. Do you work for this company anymore? All right. So I'm the regional military executive for Armed Forces Bank, and Jody, wonderful Jody, is the executive vice president, director of military consumer lending, and doing a little something else these days, but... We Just don't need to things. go into all those things because that, that would be a whole bio in and of itself. We don't. Nobody's going to care, <laughs> all right, so. to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, you can welcome us to the show. All right. So again, welcome to our show. We're, we're really excited to have you listening and learning today about our guest, Krista, with The Unquiet Professional. And Krista, I'm just going to take a few minutes and introduce you to our audience. We've had the chance to visit with you a little bit, but I want them to hear all about you, at least in a nutshell. So bear with me. This is all stuff you know. Krista Simpson-Anderson is the proud wife of retired Green Beret Master Sergeant Retired Gus Anderson and the Gold Star spouse of Green Beret Staff Sergeant Michael H. Simpson, who passed on 1 May 2013 from wounds sustained in an IED improvised explosive device attack in eastern Afghanistan. She's a mom of two boys, Michael and Gabriel. 11 and 13. 11 something and 13. Like that, right? Is oh, that right? Teenagers. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. God love you. Yeah. I'm yeah. in the same boat. I got to... Got a 14 and an 18, so yeah, but you got a, we, we can pray life. for each other. You have one yes, of each, please. though. You get one of each. A boy so, and a girl. Yeah. 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 And I had two girls in the teens. That, oh. was, that was wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Well, two boys can be wonderful and wild, yeah. I, I can assure you. <laughs> Loud and dirty and messy. Yes. Yeah. But my girl's the same way. Are you, are you digressing? I am. Way? I am. I am. Sorry. Krista believes tragedy does not need to end our story, but can provide the opportunity to create a new chapter with greater purpose. She lives this out through the many opportunities she's been given to make an impact in our community. Krista co-founded The Unquiet Professional in 2013. She serves as the surviving family liaison and board member for the Green Beret Foundation and serves on advisory boards for both Caliber Home Loans and USAA. Krista has participated in working groups with OSD and the Army addressing casualty reform. Krista is the founder of Brave Group, LLC, where she has built a team that operates with prudential wisdom. Her philosophy is arm yourselves and be brave, educate and empower to thrive, not just survive. Krista's mission is to help provide military families the tools to thrive in their ever-changing and challenging environments. And in doing this, she believes family and financial readiness is strengthened and a stronger force is created. Due to Krista's dedicated service to the military community, she was recognized as the 2018 Armed Forces Insurance Army Spouse of the Year and Overall Military Spouse of the Year, the 2019 Green Beret Foundation Keeper of the Brave, and noted in the top 17 changemakers to follow in 2021 by Military Influencer. Wow. Awesome. Awesome accolades. Well-deserved. <laughs> they they well keep earned. coming. Yes. Yeah. So, well, rightly so. Rightly so. So welcome, Krista, to our podcast. It's an honor to have you here today. And so we couldn't be more happy to, to share you with our audience. I always like to start by letting our guest just tell a little bit about the background of your organization. Tell us a little bit about how you got started in the overall mission. And then I'm confident that we'll, we'll dive into all sorts of details together. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. So as you mentioned, of course, I'm the gold star spouse of Staff Sergeant Michael Harrison Simpson. And 
in 2013, he deployed with 1st Special Forces Group, Charlie Company, 4th Battalion. And, and about a month into that deployment is when he was out on a mission and was riding an ATV and hit a pressure plate improvised explosive device. And he lived for five days. So we were able to be with him in Germany before he passed. But during that time, the support that we received was just overwhelming from organizations. And of course, you know, our first group families and, you know, our blood family. And I, I think that in that moment, I just didn't really know how to thank I thank everyone. And so we decided originally to have a fundraiser and then, oh, let's start our own organization. And so really the Young Quiet Professional was started out of grief and gratitude and a desire to carry on, you know, the legacy of my husband and to give back to the very community that that has continuously surrounded us with love and support all these years. I can imagine that would be overwhelming. I mean, you want to say thank you and you want to right. respond to that, but there's a lot you're dealing with already besides well, trying to figure that out. thank you just wasn't enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, the USO, they carried my kids through the airport. They would meet me at the curb, take out their car seats, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Michael and Gabriel were three and one. And so I never really felt like I was traveling alone or you know, walking, even though it did feel very lonely without my person, you know, you could be in a room with a thousand people and still feel alone. But, you know, overall, I didn't feel like I was alone with all of the support, the love and support that we received at wherever we were. Awesome. Krista, talk about the programs and services you offer since you've been at this a decade now, right? Yes. And so talk about some of the things you're doing. It seems like as we look at what your organization does, it just seems like you're tying yourself with all different wonderful programs. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. you're probably staying up late at night thinking about what other programs you can either invent (laughs) or align yourself. Do you sleep, Kristen? No, she doesn't. (laughs) So yeah, again, we've got four hours for this episode. So if you want, yeah, if you want, if you, if you want to talk about, and I'm taking notes, a couple of the programs, I think that'd be fantastic. Well, I have a couple of amazing team members, Lauren Nakazono and Megan Harper. And Lauren is always the one who tells me, no, 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 that's not in our lane. Like, <laughs> I'm back on track. We all need a Lauren in our lives. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. But I think, you know, also, as you mentioned, that we provide, you know, healthy and empowering opportunities for military families and, and all military affiliated families, whether they're gold star and surviving families or active duty, guard reserve, retirees, veterans, and all branches. Some people think that because Mike was a Green Beret that we only serve special operations, and Mm -hmm. that's not true. He actually started in the old guard. Very cool. We live in Virginia now, so he was right here on Fort Myer, was his first assignment. So, you know, we really try to kind of meet people where they're at. So what is it that they need? And so we're we're always kind of changing and evolving through the years. And you're right. I think of something new and I go, oh, let's do that this year. <laughs> and then Lauren comes in and says, uh-uh. Yeah, yeah and then Lauren, <laughs> Lauren says, what are you thinking? Yeah. Stop thinking. You need to meet Lauren. <laughs> she does help me try to bring it back around. Well, let's see if we can incorporate that <laughs> this way. And so if whether it's personal and professional or spiritual development for a military spouse or 
it's casualty support, right? I connect with families. The same thing I do for Green Beret Foundation, I'll connect with the casualty assistance officer or the families to make sure that they know who to go to for their government benefits and then also understand the non-governmental organizations and their resources and benefits outside of that. And so, because we know that our government can't necessarily endorse the NGOs out there. There's many that are on Military One Source, but, you know, Angels of America's Fallen provides $1,000 per year per child for sports or coach or mentor-led, you know, activities. I mean, that's incredible. Mm -hmm you know, for us, for our, for our surviving families. So, and that's just one example of a resource or, you know, Folds of Honor for the K through 12 scholarships and Folded Flag Foundation as well, and Special Operations Warriors Foundation for K through 12 scholarships. So there's many, many resources that are available. And with that casualty support, I try to provide provide those. And then, you know, we partner with a lot of other organizations to try and provide just a healthy way to heal. And one of the things that I do also for military families, aside from the casualty support right on the other side, and hopefully they don't experience it, but is that planning for the unexpected, the arm yourselves and be brave, right? Is, you know, just educating them on you know, making sure their bank accounts have beneficiaries if they don't if they don't have both spouses on that account, and making sure that they have wills and powers of attorney, and 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 really, I often say when I teach military spouses, would you just drop your children off at school and just not pick them up back up again? I mean, some of them are like, "Well, I'd like to." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she Especially didn't ask as teenagers, me. She did. yeah, that's right. She didn't right. ask me. <laughs> don't ask me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do I want to yeah. or would I? Those are two it's totally all, it's all in the phrasing of the question. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I mean, for in the military community, we are so focused on if something happens to the service member. Mm-hmm. But if I get into an accident on my way home from dropping my kids off at school and nobody knows for hours and hours because I can't speak, who's going to call? Who are they going to call? So I think it's really important to to kind of plan that. And with our military families traveling, you know, PCSing all over the world, you know, the climate is different. You move to Florida, you're going to have to think of a hurricane, you know, and what that emergency route is to get out of the state if you need to, or to get out of your area, for example, and what the resources are that are available to you, like the aid societies, if the hot water tank, you know, Mm -hmm. breaks down or, you know, or if you have to travel home because one of, you know, one of your parents are ill, you know, these aid societies provide emergency travel for that as well. So there's all sorts of things that, that we try and arm our military families with so that they can kind of sit back and lower the anxiety of, of this crazy wild journey that we're on. (laughs) No, I think that's, I mean, it can be a total maze Mm -hmm. to try like, I'm picturing like a corn maze right now where you get dumped into. Yes. I mean, and you're just trying to figure That's it what out. what life feels like, right? And, and there's so many well-intentioned organizations, and you named a few, yep. that that want to help. Yep. But it's how do people yep. know? And if they don't know, how can they ask? And yeah, so. Well, even for your kids, Military Child Education Coalition. Yeah. You know, the standards are different from, say, Washington State to Virginia. And you could get here and you could have a senior in high school and they could say, you don't have enough credits or you don't have the right classes to graduate. What do you do? 
you call the experts. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah well, I MSEC. have to peel my kid off the ceiling. MSEC <laughs> yeah. was another organization. Andia, of course, Dinosin from AMBA introduced us mm -hmm. to you. And she can't speak enough great words about MSEC as well, the Child Education yeah. Coalition. So there are such wonderful organizations out there serving our military community. And yeah, yeah you're one of them. You, by the way, Krista, you, you've been at JBLM and Meyer, right? So we actually, when we came out here for to Virginia, my husband was at Fort Belvoir. Okay. Yeah. Pretty, so pretty close, I right? personally lived at Fort Bragg, which is now Fort Liberty, right. and Joint Base Lewis McCord out in Washington, and then here outside of Fort Belvoir. Mm -hmm. See, you were circling Armed Forces Bank the whole time. Yep. That's why we finally got a connection. We're to like you. a we're like a <laughs> magnet for her. We've got locations there, so yeah. <laughs> well, and and Tom mentioned you've been at this at this for a good period of time now, over ten years. And mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I want to ask about what are your secrets to making this work. I think I can already hear some of what you're probably going to answer in your previous answers, and you know. I know that having literally lived in the shoes that they're walking in is no doubt sort of first and foremost among those things that make you be successful. But is there anything you'd add to add to that or you'd share with our audience about how you and your team are able to do this so well for such an extended period of time? Yeah, I think I think first and foremost, integrity is important to me, really important to me. And when you come to me for a resource or or help, I I want you to to truly believe that you can trust me and that what I'm providing, I, I vet every organization that I that I refer people to. And so integrity is an expectation of myself and then also those that I work with. And so relationships are really, really important. Yeah. Maintaining those relationships, the trusting relationships, you know, people I can trust, organizations I can trust, and vice versa. And that's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's non-negotiable. And sometimes that seems very black and white, and I get kind of a set, well, oh, but they, you know, they only did this one thing. Well, <laughs> yeah. What, you know, what else aren't we seeing? Right. <laughs> I, I'm okay with that being pretty black and white. So, yeah. Yeah. I, so yeah. I support you in that. Yeah. So I think that's probably, you know, the short and sweet answer of that. I like it. It's good. Short and sweet is very good. I don't know if our audience has heard yet, but www.theunquietprofessional.org, mm, yes. right? And mm -hmm. as we yes. ask you some subsequent questions to the, a lot of what they can find and the resources that are out there and the, and the commitment you've made to this organization, to the community, a wonderful website, wonderful design website with a lot of great resources on it. So- but you also list a lot of your partners that are out there too. You've got mm -hmm. some great partners, some formidable names, some very reputable names that you probably vet just like you vet everything else that comes your yeah. way. Do you want to talk about how the partnerships have helped you along the way and advance the efforts of your organization? You know, we do a virtual memorial mile. Just happened, didn't it? Did it just happen? It did. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, after COVID, it ended up being our only fundraiser. But it's not just a fundraiser. It is an opportunity. And this year, because it was the 10-year anniversary, we did honor Mike and Mike alone. I felt a little selfish about that, but I got some encouragement that, no, it's, it's, not, okay. You know, yeah. it's okay to be selfish this year. But it's really to give the families a voice for, that, for them to be able to share their person, their person's life, not just their death, and then also share, you know, really with the world what they're doing 
to carry on their legacy because we have these families. I mean, last year, you know, Bethany McDonald and her husband, Gregory Trent, was with Third Special Forces Group, and he died in 2012. And what she does, she's actually, she works for the Greenberry Foundation now, and she's a veteran service officer. I mean, she does amazing work and also in her community and around Fort, Fort Liberty. I'm really getting used to that I, Fort Liberty. I, it's starting to roll right off <laughs> your tongue because <laughs> I, I met, I met it. It's the, hard though. You've got to retrain at, your at brain. My, at my change of command ceremony today, the incoming garrison was from Fort Bragg. And I, I felt pretty cool because I asked him how Fort Liberty was. <laughs> and <laughs> He goes, you mean Fort Bragg? (laughs) I've seen Fort Bragg alumni t-shirts out there, actually. (laughs) It's a collector's item. (laughs) Did you high-five yourself when you did that? (laughs) I did. I dropped the mic and I left. Yeah. You know, do what you got to (laughs) do. And last year, we also honored Eddie Laredo, who was also killed in action. And his wife, Jennifer Ballou, is just... She, she has her own kind of coaching business that she does. She's a retired master sergeant. She, she actually was in part of the resiliency training for the army mm-hmm. and she's done so much and just really contributed to our community. I could, I could talk about them for forever. And, but so what we do is we partner with We Are the Mighty Military Families Magazine for online and in-print articles, and then also Relentlessly Resilient, which is a podcast with Michelle and Jenny. And Jenny Taylor is a friend of mine. Her husband, Brent Taylor, was the sitting mayor of Ogden, Utah, when he was killed attached to a, a ranger battalion, I believe it was. And they're out in Utah. They have seven children. And the work that she does in his name is just incredible. So she does these podcasts for us to interview these these families to just really tell their story. And so that's that's truly what that is about. And then we have this year, Caliber Home Loans did six in-person walks and they actually had 502 people register for our mile. Wow. Which was crazy through a dear friend of mine, of course, relationships are important, <laughs> yeah. through Brittany Bacher. She she led that charge on that. And then we were able to send out Hero Cards, which is an organization that has the families submit the picture and bio, and they create a card with the picture and a short bio on it. And you go to their website with a longer bio of fallen service members. And if you get a subscription, they will send you 12 new fallen service members every month. And it's really just to educate. They're trying to get them in schools. It's to educate just on the history and what Memorial Day is. And I always tell people Memorial Day is a day I want you to throw a party. I want you to have fun. I want you to gather your friends and your family and all the people that you love. And I just simply want you to reflect on what the day is and talk about it and say their names. But it's important to gather your people and love them. Those, um, but, but the hero cards, the things that you've just mentioned, you rattle off a few different supporters yeah, out sorry. there. Are that no? But are they out? Are they out there on the website too? Is there a way to yes. connect with those organizations and those initiatives? Yes. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. And then Danielle Sanchez with Marvelous Mouse Travel. She is actually our director of honorees, and so she puts, you know, she puts a lot of work into 
sending them, getting their t-shirts, you know, ready and connecting with organizations that want to send these families different gifts, personalized gifts. And she sends those out. She's incredible. She's a military spouse as well. It's almost like people are doing fundraisers for you without even you asking. They're just, they're just doing it. On Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. I, I see it come along, you know, and in your, in with what Facebook does is sends you an email that says, oh, we've just sent you X amount of money. And I go, oh my goodness. And then I have to go back and kind of search for it. Unfortunately, I don't have the contact information to directly send them a thank you, which is the downside, I think, for me. Because, you know, definitely with the virtual memorial mile, I actually handwrite the notes, the thank you notes oh, and send nice. out you know, the hero card and the dog tag that we print for it and everything. So that's really important to me. Well, personal touch. Yeah, we just came back from one of our partners, our newest partner, Force Blue Team, and they do an ocean conservation school for surviving families and surviving children and children of wounded warriors. And it's Force Blue team has two sides. There's the veteran side and then the kids side. And so for the veteran side, it's combat divers, that veteran combat divers that go out and they do, they plant coral, they they help with testing on sea turtles. They like dive in and catch sea turtles. And so the scientists can test them and track them and stuff. Just so many incredible things that they do on the veteran side. And then they decided that they wanted to be able to give back to the kids and teach them and really kind of educate and grow the next generation of possibly marine biologists, right? And so my kids actually participated last year and they went down as alumni this year and we sponsor the program. And then we were able to get for my children, Folded Flag Foundation actually sponsored my kids. And so the Unquiet Professional and Greenberry Foundation sponsored some other children, EOD Warrior Fund, Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation, and some other organizations sponsored some other children. So there were 12 kids that learned about, you know, conservation, ocean conservation, and left with a open water junior dive certification from NAWI. What a cool experience. Is that, yeah. it, what's the frequency of that event? Is it annually? Mm-hmm. Or the, and kids can find out more about that too on the website? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Very good. Very good. As you talked about studying sea turtles, I got to give a plug to my daughter, right? She went to Ghana for 30 days as a part of, part of her school to study turtles. Oh my goodness. That would take me like 30 seconds. <laughs> to right? study turtles? Just to study a turtle. Yeah, but that, <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, it was about, because she's a biology slow. teacher. So if you were studying the motion of a turtle, they move kind of slow. True. So it'd take more than 30 seconds. All right. You know, stop, stop being so truthful about stuff. Yeah. All right. <laughs> right. I, I, I thought about it clearly. It's integrity, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, the marine biologist that Forest Blue has is one of them is Dr. Jay Wallace. He's just incredible. He wrote the book Blue Mind. And I would suggest it to anyone. And it really talks, I mean, it talks obviously about ocean conservation, but it talks about what the water does for you physically and mentally, right? Being around the water, in the water, and so on, and kind of where where you can be and how he said, you know, there was one documentary he said that we're just trying to teach teach these kids how to just truly love themselves and be at peace. And that's the 
response that we're getting from from these kids. And especially last week, they said, geez, it was so calming and it was peaceful and I didn't feel alone. And, you know, I mean, all of these wonderful emotions yeah. that we want for our children, especially when they go through such traumatic experiences so young, whether it's the loss of a parent or, I mean, really the loss of a parent that they knew because that parent comes back different, whether it's a physical or a mental injury. And so it was just beautiful to see them. And all the kids just were together. They wanted to sit in a round table together. They were following each other around, you know, all week. Mm, and that's awesome. It was really, really beautiful. So we also partner with Reveille, which does some outdoor healing adventures for veterans. Well, is, that as a, well. is that the fresh air program that you have? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. That's pretty yes. cool too. Yeah. I don't, I'm on note, note taking page number 19, just by <laughs> I know you can all this stuff here. that she keeps talking about <laughs> that it grows by the minute. It does. It does. All good things. All good things. So with, with all of that going on, how do how do you come back and center yourself? I don't know if you have ways that you you measure what you're doing as an organization. How you speak to the results of that as you're trying to to bring on new partners or you know new donors and things like that. How do you how do you think about and share the results of the Unquiet Professional? Right here, what we're doing, honestly. Yeah. Well, you're doing a great job of it. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I know sometimes I'm like just kind of rambling, but. It's hard, I think, when we don't have one program that is doing the same thing over and over and over again, because I feel really strongly about also not reinventing the wheel. I don't want to do something that someone else is doing. I want to feel passionate about what we're doing, and I want everyone who participates also to feel passionate about it. And so because we're in so many different directions and we're meeting families right where they are, it's hard to measure that except for the fact that every family we touch, you know, we're impacting. I have no doubt about that. Yeah. No doubt about that. And that's probably arguably the most important measurement of all. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that's why we've stayed small for so long is because it's just a few of us that do it. And, you know, there's something to be said for large organizations, of course. But I wouldn't be able to handwrite notes to everyone mm -hmm. or talk to every person that we that we help. So yep, no. that's really important too. I'm not saying we don't need money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying yeah. we don't need sponsors. <laughs> but you know, there really is, I think, a beautiful benefit into into being small. Well, I mean, it, it goes right back to you talking about relationships being so important and at the core of it, not just Mm -hmm. with the families you serve, but the partners that you vet and you're invested in, and I'm sure they are in you as well. So mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. very, very personalized. Yeah. I think Krista qualifies as spokesperson of the year for a military <laughs> nonprofit organization, but are there ways? I want to add are, that to her bio. Are there ways, <laughs> are there ways that you would suggest or recommend to the audience about how to get involved and support you beside maybe going to the website and learning as much as they can about all the good work you do? But do you, is there any other expectations or guidance you can give to people that want to reach out and support you? Well, I would say use us as a resource, right? I call it like your resource toolbox. Yep. Call me if you have someone that is in need or if you are, right? It might, many times it's not something that I actually fulfill, right? So they come to me if they need scholarships. I'm not going to give a scholarship because that's not my lane. 
There's so many other organizations, but we have a list of scholarships for people to, to access. I will help them. You know, Folds of Honor scholarships, that, that application at times can be very overwhelming, you know, especially because it's for, for families of the fallen as well as wounded. And so sometimes the questions don't feel like they apply to you. I always joke, we, you know, one of the questions is like, what is your service member doing today? I'm always like, well, you know, he's just hanging out in Arlington National Cemetery. (laughs) (laughs) You got to overwatch, you know, (laughs) you got to look past those questions and just yeah, take a breath. When you're not expecting them, right? I like, I want, I want to help people and I give them, you know, that information. But I think, you know, I think our greatest, benefit is the relationships that we have and never be afraid to ask because, you know, we received a request the other day for assistance and really the Army Survivor Outreach Service Program was the place they needed to be. And so I connect, I was able to connect them directly with the person that they needed, you know, that was their advocate. And so it might not be something that I'm fulfilling, but it might be, I guess, I wouldn't say that I'm not competitive, but when it comes to making sure that people, you know, walk away feeling whole, I'm definitely not. It's whoever can help them the best. Yeah, well said. Most definitely. And it makes me think that, you know, so a little bit circling back to the discussion we just had on how you measure success, I, I think that a way that you probably do are in the stories of the families that you touch. And, you know, mm-hmm. we certainly don't want you to, to share something here that isn't isn't good to share, obviously, in a public forum. But are there are there any stories or a story that you would share that just emphasizes for you? It's one that comes to mind for you that you think of when you think, you know, this is why I do what I do every day. You know, I know I shared about Force Blue, and that's really fresh in my mind because mm-hmm. we just flew back yesterday. But their their program is so special. You know, I think especially for what I saw for my boys and what I've seen because I my kids got to see true warriors, but that were compassionate and respectful, right? And and that we're contributing to the world and not entitled and, you know, and so just, I mean, it's very, very powerful. And one of the, actually two of the cadre is uh, Roger Sparks and his son, Oz. And Oz is a special kid. He's 19 years old now. Last year, he dove for the first time with a full mask on and he he has cerebral palsy and he has type one diabetes. And his dad was originally Marine Recon and then and then was a pararescue up in Alaska, which oh. also is generally recovery, and received the Silver Star during a combat deployment. And as is this, he's always happy. He is just full of joy. He's nonverbal, but really you know what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he is making noises, you can have a conversation with him. My kids and all the kids got to learn that. They got to be around an individual that just exudes just this pure joy and happiness for life all the way around and how important that was for them to experience that. And so this year, some friends of ours participated and they what the what the spouse said to me, you know, a friend of mine, she said, I'm so glad that you didn't take no for an answer. So they have one special needs child 
And so they have four children all together and they all went down, they all came down to Florida and they were really nervous because with their special needs child, you know, sometimes he makes a lot of noise and sometimes, you know, he does things and he kind of wanders and they didn't want him to be a distraction, right? So a lot of times they've kept him isolated. Well, they said, we could not believe how welcoming everybody was. And it, it completely, I think, changed their life and the way that they, I think, the way that they're going to look at things differently in the future. And I said, we've never felt so a part of a community as a whole family as we did. And so, I mean, that was it. I That's felt amazing. like I could have kind of yeah. washed my hands and put it up, you <laughs> yeah. know? And, yeah. and their, their son is, is 12 years old. So for 12 years, they've really been working hard to make sure other people don't feel like they are intruding or, you know, they don't want their son to, to make noise around, you know? And I said to them, I was like, you know, Oz and Koa are made for this world. And if people can't see that and understand that, I think we'd all benefit from seeing that sort of Mm -hmm. unbridled joy. And now these 12 kids, though, yeah, I know, will now go back out into the world and they won't be afraid of these children. They won't be afraid to have conversations, even though words aren't coming back. It's just noises coming back, but they're not going to be afraid of that. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be welcoming. I think heroes come in all different shapes and sizes, too. <laughs> when you talk about the, the kids yeah. and what they experienced and taking those memories, finding those happy places when they're feeling blue. And yep. it's just amazing that. To, when people have to overcome an adversity that most people would just walk away from and say, I just, I can't do yep. that. They, it makes them stronger. It's like they find mm-hmm. strength to overcome anything that's thrown their way and they, and they make it and they make something out of it. Mm-hmm. So to have Roger and Oz come in and then talk to the, you know, Koa's parents and, and just say, these are the things that I've learned over the last 19 years with Oz that you just have yeah. to just have to get out there and do it. Don't be afraid of what people think or what they say. And and I, I think it gave them the courage to do that. And then along with the rest of us to be able to come in and say, Cut, yes, you're welcome. Of course, you need to be with us. Come on. Yeah. You know, and Koa won the, the one person who truly exhibited blue mind because when he got in the pool on one of the days, he was so happy. Mm-hmm. He was just laughing and splashing, and it was pure joy. And then all of a sudden, you saw him completely calm, and he just floated on his back, and his dad was there with him. And it was just the most Too beautiful. Cool. Yeah. It's something that like we all wish we could accomplish, right? <laughs> so, man taken aback by these stories but five years ago you've again more recognition for you and you're you're so humble that i'm sure you probably don't even know how to react when you get some of the awards <laughs> that you get but to get the prestigious award of overall military spouse of the year i think that and army spouse of the year right is that both happened at the same time through the armed mm-hmm. forces insurance program you probably know Lori simmons we 
yes. a couple of days, She's weeks ago. Friend. Yeah, we had, Monica, awesome. we had Monica Bassett as one of our guests from, oh, good, yes. from, from Stronghold that you probably, you have your little club, right? Of, <laughs> she's incredible. Of spouse winners. Doing. Yeah, she is. Yes. She, 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 and the, so when you, you know, like. Yeah, on, yes, I am. So a group is a force. I'll tell you. Like on Saturday Night Live when they wear that five-year five year jacket or something. So <laughs> yeah. you can now wear a five-year <laughs> M-Soy jacket, okay? Yeah. yeah. But talk about what that did for you or how it changed your life or what kind of meaning it brought to the work that you're doing. You know, I stood on that stage when I received the award um, out here in, in D.C., and it was the USO Gala that night that they were honoring military spouses. So that's where it all happened. It, it's different every year. There's a luncheon sometimes, but it just so happened that the USO was was honoring military spouses that year. So they they combined. And I realized that it had been five years to the day that they had brought Mike's remains oh. into Dover. And and that I was receiving this award for things that I had done to heal from that. And how much I had learned, right? So I didn't feel like somebody should be giving me an award. I felt like I should be giving everybody else the award, right? (laughs) Yeah. And so... You know, we got to meet General and Mrs. Milley, which if you know them, yeah, I yeah. feel like you love them. There's no question. And he gave us the opportunity to to move from JBLM out to out to Virginia. And that was the start, right? We moved from the house that Mike and I bought together. And then that, you know, when Gus and I got married, he moved in with me and the boys and and then when we moved out here, we got a chance to then take another step forward and have a home that was ours, right? And start kind of the next chapter of our life. And I was able to sit on the Army's Survivor Advisory Working Group and some other working groups, you know, within the Department of Defense and really feel like I was using my testimony, my experiences, whether it were personal or from those that I had served over the years for good. And, oh, there's, sorry, there's our That's service okay. dog right here. Her name is Hope. <laughs> come here, come here. If she sits with me, she'll be okay. Oh, I see. I know, oh, we love Hope. Well, you can Gotta have it. Hope. Our audience can't see Hope, but we can see Hope. Yeah. Oh, cute. Oh. Hi, hi, ho! <laughs> I think I think we're winding down though. We've had we? a lot of really awesome pets too on our I, podcast I know. days. Yes, do you remember the one that that was snoring? There was a snoring dog. Like yeah, that was, cool. it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get that dog oh, a CPAP. Yeah. She snores for sure. I was never really an animal person until until we got her, and she actually hope came from labs for liberty which is another organization we support as well but it is a service dog yeah mm-hmm. and we originally reached out to them for for the boys and you know my younger son gabriel used to wake up angry every morning and and he would go to school and he would say people don't like me i don't have any friends i'm different nobody else's daddy died and mm-hmm. And he'd be mad at Michael because Michael had more time with Mike and he didn't have as many pictures with him as Michael did. And, you know, just all these different emotions that you, you know, that you don't necessarily expect through life. And, 
And so then Joan, who runs Labs for Liberty, asked us a bunch of questions on, you know, my husband and myself. And so she, you know, she trained Hope to serve us all. And so every nice. morning, Hope wakes up the boys by licking their faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and he hasn't woken up angry since. That's awesome. And it completely changes his whole day. Good job, and Hope. And it has changed our whole family. I mean, she sleeps with my husband and I, which is <laughs> that's a big, something that's I a big dog. Yeah. never expected <laughs> to happen. Yeah, it's funny how that works. Embrace we have, it. We have yeah. two chihuahuas yeah. in our bed every night, which is just... <laughs> I'll, I'll put a plug in for Southeastern Guide Dogs. We sponsored a dog through them and yeah. ended up being a guide dog for a visually impaired child of a of a fallen service member. They do such good work, those organizations. Amazing. Yeah. Most definitely. Well, you know, Krista, as we, we start to wind down our conversation, are there things that you, you really, you always tell people about the organization or you would really like to tell our audience today that we haven't thought to ask you? Oh, goodness. We've talked about a lot. I know. I know. I know. It's been fantastic. The 30-second elevator speech, I hate Krista. to not at yeah. least offer that up for you, though. I mean, we yeah. talked about the website, the unquietprofessional.org. We want our folks to, to go visit mm-hmm. that. But are there, is there anything else you'd add? You know, I think that one of the things that I that I noticed, you now we had a we had a 10-year kind of reunion, if you will, and celebration of Mike when we were in Washington State a couple weeks ago. And I think a hundred people came, which I was so amazed. And of course, you know, Mike's friends were like, what do you mean you're surprised? (laughs) (laughs) Why wouldn't, why wouldn't everybody be here? You know, but it had been 10 years and all of these people still showed up. And I think one of the things that I've learned over the years is that it's a two way street. You know, I always showed up for the change of commands and, you know, not just the Memorial Day ceremonies. And I wanted people to know that I was still there for them, even though Mike was gone, that I still wanted to help them as a community as much as they helped me. And so, you know, for our survivors out there, I would say, continue being engaged as much as you as much as you want to as much as you feel comfortable with. I mean, frankly, it's probably not going to be comfortable. But that's like, you know, I mean, that's where you get through and that's where you get the most benefit is when you work through that uncomfortable time. And for everyone else, don't be afraid to to just say, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to say to somebody who has lost someone. It's better than saying nothing at all. And if it's been 20 years since you reached out, that's okay. You can still do it, you know? If it's just, hey, I just wanted you to know, you know, for example, for us, I received a note the other day. I know it's been a long time. It's been about eight years, but I just want you to know that I think about, I think about Mike and I think about you all every day and, or here's a funny story, or I was remembering this the other day. It is always a gift, always a gift. And then also, you know, I know we talked about planning for the unexpected, but that's so, so important because I have worked with many, many families after the death of a loved one who are in just extreme chaos because they don't know who the mortgage is paid to. They can't get into accounts because they don't have the username and password or, you know, they can't access the banking because they're not on the account or they're not the beneficiary and all of that. Or simply they don't know what their person would have wanted because they didn't plan their last wishes together. And so 
what are you going to leave the person or the people that you love? Yeah. Think about that. Because in the end, you can't ask them, you know? And so, and I think when you, you know, we talked about mortality earlier, when you really kind of take that bull by the horns, if mm-hmm. you will, you can just sit back and you can enjoy your life because you know that no matter what happens to you, that your family will be taken care of, that you have done everything you can to ensure of that and that and that going forward, you can just enjoy your time, your quality time together. That's such good advice. Wise kind of words. The world at large, yes. Yep. So yeah. I always, I always like, I love quotes. I love looking for stuff like that. And you're quote worthy, by the way. You've got a lot of good sound bites going on. But yeah. I like when I read when you have someone who died for you to live. I think it's really mm-hmm. important to concentrate on the present and the future. And and even the comments you made about the top three tips you would give to people, like finding strength in other spouses, focus on the big picture, and ask for help when needed. To sort of just get in the trenches and. You know, put your put your ego aside and just ask for help. I think that's great advice. Right, right. There was one quote that I that I heard at a women's conference. I think about a year after Mike died, my dear friend Sarah Henderson dragged me kind of along, and I was reluctant, but boy, did it change my life. And this woman said, "There's nothing more beautiful than a community coming together and choosing you." Uh. And I'm writing that one down felt. too. Yeah. That's what I've felt all these years. And that's what I want people we serve to feel. I want them to feel like they're chosen, you know, that people are there and that we choose them. So Love I'm it. going to go out on a limb and say, I bet that they do. I hope so. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Well, Krista, if you would be so kind as to hang with us for just a couple of more minutes, I think we have this endearing little thing that we do. We think it's endearing. endearing. It might not that's, actually that's be. That's a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> it might be super annoying. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> this little thing we do at the end of our podcast called the Military Minute. So you can answer if you'd like, but you don't have to. She probably we, would know this. It's she so, probably, next to this, Memorial Day. Yeah. Yes, I think that she probably would. All right, give um, it a so shot. So last week's military minute question was a military focused one. We don't always do that. Sometimes we are pop culture kids. But what is the name of the poem that was the inspiration behind wearing red poppies on Memorial Day? Oh my gosh. Oh, you're right. I should know this. Don't you hate that? And it's like right here. And as soon as I we, can see it, <laughs> and, and I can see if, the if, picture. If, if, I can <laughs> see that. When we tell you the answer, you'll say, "Oh yeah, that's it," and we'll yes. believe we'll believe you. Like you actually, I actually knew that- will believe her. You will. I will right. believe you, but I will totally believe her. <laughs> I could have the wrong answer. And it's I- something fields. Oh, I know yes, it is. Yes, oh, it starts with an F. Two more words. Should we do I know, it? Sounds should, like- should we do it? Yeah. Two, wait, so two syllables sounds like. I'm yeah. glad this is not a video conference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I, I I feel like I can. It, I'm gonna well, get it wrong. But well, Flandry, well, close, well, close. Flanders in, in Flanders, Flanders Field. Field. Yes. <laughs> so if you are a listener and you answered that, we, we would have given it to her. I, right? I would. Yeah. I would. It's not like Jeopardy where you have to be like precise yeah. with it. I mean, ballpark. You know, She's good. We're gonna round it to the nearest <laughs> consonant. I always close my eyes when I hear that poem. It's so beautiful. And too. You can picture I it. Can't yeah. I don't. I, of course, I'm not one of those ones when you say, oh, who was in X movie? I have zero idea. And then you're I'm not, not going to like the next question, but none of us can answer the next question. 
So if you answered Flanders Field last week, watch for your name to be posted and you can win $50 for yourself and $50 for a charity of your choice. And for a chance to win that with this podcast, the military minute question is nobody answer. Including you, Krista. Can't answer. Who is the best selling fiction author by estimated sales? Of all time. Did they keep track of sales then? I don't know. Well, you, that was spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler. I didn't know that anyway. Yeah. Okay. I for sure didn't know it. <laughs> so watch for our podcast to drop. And if you know the answer or you have Googled the answer, feel free to comment and be potentially selected for $50 for you and $50 for a charity of your choice. Hopefully that charity of choice makes a slam dunk for me. It's the unquiet yes, professional. I think I know where I'd direct those funds today. So if you in, if you enjoyed today's episode, go out to afbank.com, subscribe to the show. Also make sure to rate us or leave us a comment on your favorite platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and we're almost coming up on anniversary of YouTube. But Maybe, we now yeah. we now have YouTube added as a place to go and listen to these wonderful podcasts. This was an awesome episode. Yes. Thank you so much for being here with us today. It's been, a, been our treat. Thank you so much for having me. Copyright 2022 Armed Forces Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender, all non-Armed Forces Bank owned apps, websites, company names, and product names are trademarks or registered trademarks of their respective owners. Their mention does not imply any affiliation with or endorsement by Armed Forces Bank of them or their products and services. They are merely used as examples of the many available apps, companies, and websites that offer similar services. Before using any app or website, you should carefully review the terms of use, data collection, and privacy policy. Apps may have an initial cost or in-application purchase features. This information is general in nature and is not intended to be legal, tax, or financial advice. Although Armed Forces Bank believes this information to be accurate, it cannot ensure that it could change. Statements or opinions of individuals referenced herein are their own, not Armed Forces Bank. Consult an appropriate professional concerning your specific situation and respective governing bodies for applicable laws, such as IRS.gov for current tax law, Armed Forces Bank, the Armed Forces Bank logo, and the Militarily Speaking logo are registered trademarks of Armed Forces Bank.